The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck. Like a rugged half-ton Tundra, workhorse by nature, power horse by design, the Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to help fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max Hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower farther than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma, delivering trail-dominating power and captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. And with new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. Plus, when you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. That's buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Wonderful football Wednesday edition of You Better, You Bet rolls on. Nick Costos, Ken Barkley, we're here with you on the BetQL Network. Uh, what a great first two hours of the show. Hour one dedicated entirely to the blockbuster trade in the NBA. Damian Lillard, now a member of the Milwaukee Bucks, joining with Giannis Antetokounmpo to try to win Giannis his second title and Lillard his first. If you'd like our betting takes on that trade, Lillard going to Milwaukee, we did the entire first hour of the show on it. We, we were not on stadium for that. If you missed it, just search You Bet wherever you find your podcast and you will get all our takes. Matt Moore joined us from the Action Network, gave us his thoughts on it. Award conversation, NBA title conversation, Eastern Conference conversation. We were all over all of it, Damian Lillard being traded to the Milwaukee Bucks. Last hour, a ton of National Football League. Rob Bazola, Brian Baldinger, Will Brinson joining us. 20 minutes from now, Eric Eager stops by from Sumer Sports. We're very excited for that. Love when Eric Eager joins us to talk National Football League. 40 minutes from now, it'll be Lochmas, day three of Lochmas. Uh, Santa Barkley, a.k.a. Ken, Ken Barkley, your favorite handicapper's favorite handicapper, will tell you how to bet conference title futures right now in college football. We'll focus in on the Big 12. All of our bets for tonight coming up in the power hour, final hour of the show. But joining us right now across the BetQL network and on Stadium, WatchStadium.com, YouTube TV, Roku, Amazon, Fubo, Samsung TV Plus, Tubi, and more is the host of the critically acclaimed Send It In, which uh, airs live at 1 p.m. Eastern every single day, weekdays here on the BetQL Network across all our social platforms. Also, the co-host of Inside the Betting Lines, which is a four-hour live betting extravaganza each and every NFL Sunday from 1 to 5 p.m. Eastern time. His co-host in that show is J.P. Flame. And, of course, we are talking about the great P.J. Glasser on Twitter at P.J. Glasser 9. And, Jake, when you hear the glass, it's your bookie's ass. Oh, yeah. 
Broncos. I just I just bet some games. Yeah. I just bet some games. Uh, PJ, welcome back to the show. Uh, give me a hell yeah. Nick and Ken, how's hell it yeah. going? Great to see you guys. <laughs> Love that music. That That is an awesome intro. I, I wish we could do something like that on uh, on Send It In, but I'm glad we save it for You Better You Bet. Can I ask you a question? Why, yeah, why don't you do Like, do it. Like, I, you I'll, should. Yeah. It's awesome. Just do like, it. you, you, like, do it, please. So it was funny. I told my producer, Sean, that I was coming on with you guys today, and I was telling him about the intro. And I'm like, can we do stuff like that? And he's like, just like with the way our show is designed, I don't know if we can like do kind of the the music and the the sound effects that we get here on You Better You Bet. But on, on your rundown, I love to do it on the side of your screen, like that tells you what's, which is a really cool thing that you have on like a fast paced show to tell you what's coming up next on the show. That's a really really good idea. Like one of the segments needs to be called like Glasser three sixteen, and that needs to be on there. And then you just like do the sound effect. Like you just it need. I don't care what you give out. I don't even care what the bets are in the segment. Like that needs to. What can you can you promise us you will explore this? Like maybe I like can. for. For it's coming up soon. Okay, I can because like 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 and Jake and Jake and Jake Jake like be ready here for a second. Like, cause how cool would it be if it's like and now like I have just given you like a playoff page and now we will go to when you hear the glass. It's now your bookie's ass. It's really good. I mean, I thought Jake Damn was going to do the sound effect there. Took it out. I, I gave <laughs> Jake a lot of runway there. Ken, what's your yeah. first question for PJ as we begin the uh, year? Let's talk about the college football, which we haven't done a lot on the show today, and they're, they're still really good games this weekend. Uh, PJ, curious to hear what your bet is. Alabama taking on Mississippi State. Bama favored by a little more than two touchdowns. Big win for them against Ole Miss. Felt like the betting market especially was really down on Alabama going into that game. They're trailing yeah. at halftime. Come out, play a lot better in the second half, cover the numbers. And now they play like a pretty bad Mississippi State team. They're laying a bunch of points. Uh, any bets for you in this game? Yeah, guys, I'm looking at the total. I like the under in this matchup, 47 and a half. Bama's offense just continues to struggle. We've really seen it kind of all season outside of the season opener against Middle Tennessee. Milrow clearly is the best quarterback but that they have, but the offensive line still struggles. They don't have any elite playmakers on the outside. I've been very underwhelmed by Tommy Reese and his play calling as OC. And they're going up against a Mississippi State team. These games the last couple of years have tended to be pretty low scoring. I feel for Mississippi State because obviously, you know, dealing with the Mike Leach stuff, it was going to be such a tough year for them. And all their players, especially on offense, were recruited to run the air raid on offense. And now these guys are having to run a completely different offensive system. And it's just been a tough year for them. Bama's taken a lot of heat this year, and rightfully so, especially on offense. But I think their defense is kind of getting underrated, and they've been pretty good this season. They lost a big piece of their defense, Deontay Lawson, in that Ole Miss game, who's probably going to miss about a month or so. But I still think they they have plenty of, of enough playmakers on defense to hold down Mississippi State's offense. Guys, I like the under. I think this number's too high. All right, so PJ giving us a thought there on the Mississippi State game. PJ, what about Ole Miss coming up? LSU, a two-and-a-half-point road favor, total 66-and-a-half. I think that Ken and Tyler are aligned on this game. Uh, what say you here with LSU and Ole Miss? Yeah, I think I'm going to be with Ken and Tyler. I just I don't get this line. I like LSU at two-and-a-half. I think Ole Miss is really overrated. I don't think Jackson Dart is very good. Uh, that defense, I don't think 
is very good as well. I kind of like the under in the game at 66 and a half. We've seen this with Ole Miss the last couple of years. There's this perception around them with Kiffin and the offenses that he runs. Like, they're just going to play in nonstop shootout games, and that just hasn't been happening. Like, they play in a ton of low-scoring games. LSU, I think, got their scare last week against Arkansas, who always plays them tough. Milrow was able to run the ball a little bit on Mississippi State last week. They had some trouble stopping Bama running the ball up the middle. I think LSU is going to have the same game plan. So I think this line is is too short. I think Ole Miss is getting overvalued. I was not impressed watching them last week against Bama. So uh, give me Ole Miss minus or uh, LSU, excuse me, minus two and a half. Yeah, LSU will be uh, that like spoiler alert Friday. Like I'm gonna. I like LSU a lot in the game too. So PJ and I definitely on the same side here. I think we're actually going to be on opposite sides of this next game. I'm really curious to see how this market develops too. Obviously yeah. one of the big results last week, PJ Clemson, who we spent a lot of time talking about before the year, like, can this team go to the playoff? Like I kind of thought they could too. They lose to Florida state and like the way in which they lose and like Dabo takes a ton of heat. And like, obviously like he's not in on the transfer portal either, which draws the ire of a lot of people. So they lose to Florida state. They, they literally already can't make those. It's not even October yet. They can't make the playoff lost to LSU lost to Florida state. Okay. So you're thinking like down team, like what do they got next? That they're, they're a six and a half point favorite on the road at Syracuse, by the way, on the road at Syracuse, which has been an absolute house of horrors for this team in some years previously, yes. a really funny game, just like a noon game for this team that just lost at Syracuse, just a funny game, honestly, and, and a really interesting market. So Clemson by six and a half, 53 and a half. Does Clemson bounce back in this game? Do you think Syracuse wins? Where are you kind of at here? So now that the numbers at six and a half, Ken, I, I think it's interesting. I, I took Syracuse at plus, or uh, I took, yeah, I took Syracuse at plus seven against Clemson, and I like it at the key number. But kind of everything you just said, this the Carrier Dome has been a tough place for Clemson to play over the year. And Clemson the last two or three years, like guys that get recruited to go play at Clemson, right? You think you're going to compete for ACC titles. You think you're going to compete for national championships. It's week five, and now your season's basically over. Like you said, you're not making the playoff. So I just kind of want to know like, what the psyche around this team is, especially when you probably should have won that game against Florida State. I also think people don't realize like how good Syracuse is. Their offense has been awesome to start this season. A lot of really good quarterbacks in the ACC. Drake May, obviously. Jordan Travis. Tyler Van Dyke. Garrett Schrader doesn't get talked about, but I like him a lot at Syracuse and this new offensive approach that Dino Babers and the offense has been taking. They're much more up-tempo, high-flying. They score a ton. So Clemson has kind of struggled with those teams a little bit that, that can run some tempo and can beat them on the outside. So I think that Syracuse is live in this game. Like you said, it's another noon kick, like kind of just a weird game. And is Clemson going to be fired up? Are they going to be ready to play? I think Syracuse is worth a shot here. I would wait to see if it jumps back up to seven because I like it a lot more at seven. Um, but yeah, I would take the Cuse this weekend. You better you bet with Nick and Ken. It's a wonderful football Wednesday. We're talking college football. We'll turn our attention to the pros in a second with the great PJ Glasser, the glass man on Twitter at PJ Glasser9, host of Send It In here on the BetQL Network, weekdays at 1 o'clock Eastern, across all social platforms, and inside the betting lines, uh, Sunday, 1 to 5 p.m. Eastern time, uh, live betting and live sweating all the games on an NFL Sunday. And PJ, one of the games that you'll be sweating coming up week four NFL Sunday will be the Steelers at the Texans. And I have the BetMGM MGM 
odds board up right now. The King of Sportsbooks, our show sponsor. Um, and Ken and I have said off air a few times that this will be the can't wait to see how we're wrong game of the week. As it looks like this game, like this might come off three and like this might be yep. two and a half at some point here soon. Uh, so Pittsburgh minus three, minus 105. It's a juice three towards the Texans. The total here is 42. PJ, what side do you like or total? Like, what do you like here in the Steelers-Texans game? So, for me, guys, this is just a complete fade of Pittsburgh in this game. I think it is a terrible spot for them. Things that I look at throughout the NFL season are when we get teams off of back-to-back primetime games. So, think about the Steelers' schedule so far. Arguably played the best team in the NFL week one in San Francisco. Then two primetime games after that. You played Cleveland. You played Vegas. They have the Ravens next week. Like, they're not going to get up for five games in a row. If there was a game that maybe there's a little bit of a sleepy start, they maybe aren't as amped up like it would be against Houston. The problem is, I think we're getting, you know, Houston at kind of a sell-high point right now because obviously everybody just saw them upset Jacksonville. Stroud's getting a lot of love right now. Nico Collins looks really good. Texans have some nice young pieces on defense. So I want to fade the Steelers, but I don't love it at three because I feel like this should probably be Steelers minus four or something like that. I'm really interested to see kind of what the next move in the market is, like you guys said. So I'm holding off, but I am really strongly leaning towards the Texans here because I think it's a great spot to fade Pittsburgh. PG, we've been doing a ton of NFL on the show today. Actually, a, a game that's kind of fallen through the cracks. We did a lot on it yesterday, but I haven't really done on it today. This Bengals-Titans game, a kind of interesting line movement here, right? So Burrow wins. He's going to play in this game against Tennessee. Market moving against him. Uh, the two and a half have become twos in a lot of places. What do you make of kind of Cincinnati here for the next few weeks going into their bye? Tennessee, Seattle, Arizona, or Tennessee, Arizona, Seattle. And then a bye like, do you think – like Burrow's back and the Cincinnati Bengals can go on a big run. Do you think this is all like inflated and he's actually going to get hurt again? What do you make of this game and Burrow here in a couple of minutes? Yeah, I think that anything under the three, the Bengals are probably the play. I just, you know, both offenses really underwhelmed so far this season and Cincinnati, you know, they probably were fortunate to win that game again on Monday night against the Rams. Tutu Atwell should add a touchdown. Stafford throws a couple of picks that get deflected that kind of turn the game around. Um, But the Bengals just over the years kind of have really matched up well with the Titans. And, uh, you know, we just see this from Cincinnati year after year. They start off slow, they win week three, and then they kind of get rolling. So Tennessee, I think, has a lot of issues on offense. Burrow obviously just doesn't look right because he's not healthy. Um, But I I think the Bengals, anything under three, I I would probably look at, uh, at Cincinnati in this game. PJ, we have like a solid minute to go here. Any other game that you like this weekend in the National Football League, side or total, what is your favorite bet that we have not yet discussed? Ravens plus three, guys. I'm shocked this got up to three. I thought for sure it would stay at two and a half, but now it's at three. I love the Ravens. I really don't get why the market is moving so much towards the Browns because the Ravens have had a great injury report today. Ronnie Stanley, Tyler Linderbaum, Marcus Williams back at practice, Marlon Humphrey, It kind of looks like he's going to play as well. So the Ravens are getting some key pieces back. Look ahead line in this game was Ravens minus two and a half. Now the Browns are minus three. 
can't justify a five-and-a-half-point move off of one week. I know the Ravens lost to the Colts, and the Browns look great against the Titans. Lamar is 10-0-1 against the spread as an underdog in the regular season. He's literally never lost you money, ATS, when he's an underdog. So he is normally great in these spots. Harbaugh is normally great in these spots. And in a divisional game, when you're getting a three in a game like this, I, I, I love I love the Ravens. I love them plus three. Did you did you hear that sound in the distance? Somewhere. No oh boy. Glasses somewhere glasses breaking. Somewhere a bookie cowers in fear because the glass man hath spoken. PJ, we appreciate it. Fantastic job as always. PJ on Twitter at PJGlasser9. Check out Send It In weekdays here on the BetQL Network across all our social platforms, 1 p.m. Eastern Time, and Inside the Betting Lines with PJ and JP, ITBL, 1 to 5 p.m. Eastern on every NFL Sunday. We appreciate it, my friend. Wishing you the best of luck with the bets, and we'll talk to you soon. You guys as well. Thanks for having me. The glass man cometh here on You Better You Bet. Good stuff there from PJ. Uh, so thank you. Thank you for that. 12 minutes late. But thank you very much for the effort, Jake. Uh, Jake's like, I got it. I did great. it. Not when we needed it, but now. Uh, any any line movement, Ken, that's happening that we want to get into here at the end of the segment? I kind of alluded to that that Bengals move. So Titans got bet a little bit. Two and a half went to two in a couple places. The under got bet in that game, too, as well. 42. There's actually a 40 and a half now on the board. Uh, in that in that total, so some kind of interesting movement in that game, and then what we alluded to, and, and maybe we'll do this in it moved as well. Like the the Texans are going to go to plus two and a half, really against, but like really, like I bet Pittsburgh minus three. Like, well, no way it goes down. Yes way. <laughs> well, I, and the funny part was, it was like it looked like it was going to go up to three and a half. We'll do more of this coming up later in the show. But coming up next, Eric Eager, Super Sports Week Four in the NFL. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus 